Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. I want to talk about the Holy Spirit in a way that will be a blessing to somebody. (laughs) You understand what I mean? Because the Holy Spirit is the spirit of restoration. He is the restorer. He is the restorer. In Genesis chapter 1, Thank you, Jesus. Verse 1. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Shall we all read it from the screen together? Let's go. One more time. Can we go to Psalm 104, verse 30? Thou sendest forth thy spirit, they are created, and thou renewest the face of the earth. Give me um, NIV, please. When you send your spirit, they are created, and you renew the face of the earth. This is key scripture. So now let's go back to Genesis in New Living, in New King James. Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Let's all say that together, please. Can you please say it again? Oh, some of you are not saying it. Come on. Now, the verse 2 is what brings a concern. The earth was without form and void. Excuse me. What God created was without form and void. And darkness was on the face of the deep. Come on. Where did it come from? Darkness. It was without form. It was formless and void. It was like nothing. Now, between Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2, Scholars and theologians believe that there is a huge period of many years. So, Bible says God created the heavens and the earth and put Adam and Eve there, isn't it? And then Satan came. Where did he come from? Where was he? Because if God created that thing new, where, where was he before it was created? Because Jesus said Satan was cast from heaven. What time was he cast from heaven? Is it after... Uh, uh, Adam and Eve were created or it, before they were created. And if he was cast from heaven before they were created, where was he before God created the heaven and earth? Satan. He came on the earth when he was cast from heaven. Created and God's judgment. So the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon. Anytime you see darkness and formlessness, formlessness and darkness, it, it's a depiction in the scripture, I don't want to go too much into that, of the judgment of God. So that means that God created the heavens and earth and something happened and God judged the earth. Human beings were not here. So when Satan was cast from heaven, he came to inhabit on earth. And later we'll find out that in Isaiah. And God judged the earth and Satan made the earth desolate. I think in Ezekiel chapter 28 verse 14 somewhere there. Quite interesting texts. Made the earth desolate. 
something like that. The earth, the anointed, he was the anointed third. And uh, New King James, please. You were the anointed cherub who covers. I established you. You were on the holy mountain of God. That's you, Lucifer. You walked back and forth in the midst of fiery stones. Until you were perfect in your ways from wow. the day you were created, till iniquity was found in you. Wow. Why? By the abundance of your trading, you became filled with violence within, and you sinned. Therefore, I cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain of God. From heaven. And I destroyed you, O cover and cherub, yeah. from the midst of the fiery stones. Yeah. Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. Hmm. You corrupted your wisdom. Because of her beauty, uh, his beauty. Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. I cast you to the ground. I laid you before kings that they might get. Go ahead. But that they might gaze at you. Next verse. You defiled your sanctuaries by the multitude of your iniquities, by the iniquity of your trading. Therefore, I brought fire from your midst. It devoured you, and I turned you to ashes upon the earth. Did you see that? Did you see that? Upon the earth. So before, that's where the judgment came. He came, and when he was cast from heaven, he landed on the earth, because in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then, so between Genesis 1 and Genesis 2, many years, but some theologians believe that's where the dinosaurs and all that, many, because the earth actually, from Adam, is no more than 8,000 years. So when they say millions of years, where was that? Anyway, some of all these dragons and creatures and all those that they were, it's called the pre-Adamic age, before Adam. So put chapter verse 2, Genesis 1 verse 2. He said, and the earth was, some, some theologians believe that the word translated was, original Hebrew is became. So the earth became, because what God formed was not, he, the earth became without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. Now, the face of the deep is waters. Dark waters was on the, on the earth. And when you read the Bible and you come across waters, it stands for one of two things. It either stands for life or it stands for death. So when you read John chapter 4 verse 10 and verse 14, look at John 4 10. It says that Jesus answered and said, if you, if you knew the gift of God and he, uh, who it is that said to thee, give me to drink, that would have asked of him and he would have given you living waters. Verse 14. Verse 14 says that, but whatsoever, whosoever drinks of the waters I give shall, uh, uh, I give him shall never thirst, but the waters shall spring and give, uh, be in him a well of spring. So waters in the scriptures, sometimes it can mean life or death. So when you look at Revelation chapter 22 verse 1, it talks about waters of life. And he showed me the pure river of water of life. Did you see that? At the same time, waters can also mean death. In Genesis chapter 7, from verse 17 to 24, that's when God brought water on the earth to wipe away the generation of Noah, apart from Noah and his family. So water brought death on the people. And the flood was 40 days upon the earth, and waters increased and bear, uh, and bear, the ark, uh, bear up the ark, and it was lifted above the earth. The next verse. And the waters prevailed and were increased greatly upon the earth. And the ark went upon the face of the waters. 
And the waters prevailed exceedingly upon the earth, and all the high hills that were under the whole of the uh, whole heavens were covered. Fifteen cubits, and verse, verse 21, 21, and all flesh died that moved upon the earth. So the water brought death. And the same thing happened in Exodus chapter 14 when the, the Moses crossed the Red Sea and Pharaoh's armies, the waters brought judgment and killed all of them. All right, so it, waters in the Bible can stand for either life or death. And then actually in Romans chapter, I think Romans chapter 6 verse 4. Or even John, John 3.5. John 3.5, listen, that's why we do baptism. John 3.5, Jesus, verily I say unto you, except a man is born of water and of the spirit, he cannot, uh, he cannot enter the kingdom. So water, something must die. Waters come to die. That's why baptism in John chapter 6 verse 4. We go to the waters of baptism. The waters bring termination. Does that make sense? So the Bible says that the darkness was upon the face of the deep. That, that is, it was full of water. I want to show you something. And, so verse 2, it says that, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God, Spirit of God, is called Ruach Adonai. And Ruach, maybe Sunday I'll talk about Ruach and Neshma. Ruach Adonai had to move upon the face of the deep. We read Psalm 104 verse 30, which is that you send your spirit and renewed. Uh, you see that? You sent your spirit and they were, they were created and you renewed the face of the earth. Is that what you get into? God, so some of us, your life in the past is like dark, darkness on the face of the deep. When you look at your relational life in the past, it's like darkness on the face of the deep. But until the Spirit of God comes upon anything God has to do on earth, the Spirit must move first. Because God can't even say until the spirits begin to move. So the Spirit of God is the creative agent. So Jesus, before he could start his work, he had to let the spirit come. He's the spirit of renewal. Before the apostles, look at Peter. Coward Peter. A small girl said, you are one of the disciples. He said, I swear. <laughs> hey, Peter, I, said, I don't know him. Meanwhile, the night before, he said, I will die with you. I will, I will never deny you until the hour came. When the hour came, he said, I never knew you. But when the Holy Spirit came, Peter stood boldly. And said, ye men and brethren. And he addressed the, the most seniors of the land with boldness. What caused the change? We are born again. Bible says that we are regenerated. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 2. We are regenerated. Oh, I like that one. Oh, elect according to the four. Did you see this thing? You know, for those who for new. We have been elected or elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctification of the Spirit unto obedience and the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace unto you and peace be multiplied. See, the, play, the Spirit plays a major role in anything God can do in your life. I don't, maybe you are addicted. Maybe you've been through all kinds of things in your past. Maybe you don't have a pleasant past. 
Oh yeah. But the good news is that it's not true. If the spirit can move on your life, anything at all God can do with you. <laughs> if I were you, I would shout amen. amen. God can always do anything he plans with your life in spite of your messy past. That is what, that is what confuses the devil. He looks at you and he knows that you, he has finished you. You are finished, truly finished until the Holy Spirit comes upon you. <laughs> until Ruach Adonai, the spirit of restoration, <laughs> the spirit of restoration comes upon you. <laughs> Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Oh, that the spirit of restoration will blow upon us. The Ruach Adonai, when it blows on you because he says that. that. How many of you have things in your heart you want to do? It's the common problem of every... If you don't have that problem, it's likely you're not a believer. In fact, in Matthew chapter 26, verse 40. Yeah, Matthew 26, verse 40. I think... Uh, uh, okay, let's go to 41. Aha. Aha. Let's read it together. This is Jesus' words. Let's go. The spirit. Let's read that bit out loud again. Let's go. Let's all read it again. Let's go. For the last time. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh. That is the common problem of every believer. But the point I'm trying to make is, is the spirit of restoration. Rock Adonai. I don't know what rough patch your life has seen. With the Holy Spirit, God can start a whole new work in your life. If the whole earth, it just took his spirit and the word, what makes you think that your life is not recoverable? The de- so when, Jesus, when God was making the earth, do you know what he did? He moved the sea to one side. Genesis 1, 9 and 10. He moved the sea to one side and he commanded the land to emerge. Let's read it. And God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth and the gathering together of the waters called he seas. So he, he made the earth, the sea move, the water move and the earth came. So that's why, watch this, I'm about to say something in, as I'm running up. That is why a lot of pre-evil spirits and all kinds of things are in the sea. Those who are deep sea divers, some see all kinds of things. And it's one unexplored, uncharted territory, you know, in spite of our scientific explorations. We haven't been able to fully explore. There's more in the sea. It commanded those waters that have guarded. So really, can I show you something in closing? In Revelations chapter 21, verse 1. Look, I think you will like this. Let's all read it out loud from the screen. Let's go. Say new heaven and a new earth. Say it again. New heaven and a new earth. Go ahead.
God doesn't need the sea anymore. So why, that, why do we have, why did he vanish the sea? Because he has reserved a time of judgment to deal with the demonic agents in the sea. So it is, that's fine. But when Jesus came, remember Luke chapter 8 verse 29 to 31, he met this, Luke chapter 8, he met this man from the, for, uh, commanded out of the, before, uh, uh, um, 29, 29, 29, for he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For uh, four times it had caught him and he was kept bound in chains and fetters and he break the chains and go to the next verse quickly and Jesus asked him saying what is thy name and he said we are legion verse quickly and they, and they besought him that he would not command them out of uh, 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 to go out into the deep go to the next verse and there was uh, unheard of give me new King James please <laughs> now ahead of many swine were feeding there on the mountain. So they begged, the demons begged Jesus that he would permit them to enter them. And he said, okay, go. Go to the next verse. Demons like the swine. And the demons went, in, uh, went out of the man and entered the swine and the head ran violently down the steep into the lake and were drowned. Went into the water body. There are spirits in water bodies. And Jesus was the only one who was able to deal with the spirits and his disciples. No one has been able to deal with spirits apart from Jesus and his disciples, we. So the disciples came, Luke chapter 10, verse 19, he said, no, verse 17, they said, even spirits were subject to us in your name. In, Matthew, in Acts chapter 16, verse 16 to 18, Paul commanded that spirit to leave that girl. Come on, go. The, the demons left her. In Acts chapter 19, verse 12, the Bible says that Aprons from the body of Paul were taken to the sick and the diseases left them. So it is the believers and Christ who were able to deal with devils. But their habit, habitats, habitation are more in the water bodies. That is why in Revelation chapter 20 verse 13, you will like this one. Look at this. Revelation chapter 20 verse 13. The sea gave up the dead that were in it. And the dead and Hades were delivered up, uh, uh, delivered up the dead that were in them and they were judged. According, that's the great white throne. There were dead bodies and dead spirit of death in the sea. So the sea has been used allowed by God to be like accommodation for all kinds of spirits. Because watch this. The, the point here is that the, um, before when God created the heavens and the earth, the deep was waters. It was always on just dark waters. So later, when God said, let there be light, the Spirit of God moved, let there be light, let the, let the sun come, and then God to and said, now, let the earth come up, and he commanded the sea to make way. In fact, Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 22. What does it say? Do you not fear me, says the Lord? Will, will you not tremble at my presence? Who have, who have placed the sand as the, as the bound of the sea? By a perpetual decree. Listen, uh, the sea will not come and take over us. God has told the sea, stay here. You are not going anywhere. Even when there's a tsunami, it will go back. But God gave the, the sea the boundary because He kept the sea for a purpose. But the reason I brought this in, did you realize that in Revelation, the sea is no more needed? Or it's finished its job. 
after I brought the dead that was in, he said, now you've done your job, clear off. Then we'll see. But there was water of life in the new Jerusalem. But they said there was no more sea. Because sea in the Bible usually stands for something negative. Usually. That's why the sea drowned Pharaoh's army. Moses and the people passed through the Red Sea. But the point I'm making is that the Holy Spirit is a spirit of restoration. Some of you, so much have gone on in your life. Stop lamenting because it won't change anything. Rather believe a visitation by the Holy Spirit so that your life will be refurbished. Your life will see restoration. Some of you, it could even be your health. Yeah, maybe you ate things you shouldn't have eaten. You did things you shouldn't have done and it has damaged something and attacked something and harmed something. You are not the same as those who are out of church. Those of us in church, our story is different. And what makes the difference is the spirit on our lives. That's why God can't do anything in your life without his spirit coming upon you. Do not take for granted what the Holy Spirit can do for you. That's all we need. Ruach Adonai. I pray that may the Ruach Adonai come upon your life and bring restoration. May the Ruach Adonai come upon your life and bring restoration. I pray that may Ruach Adonai come upon your life and bring restoration. Anything that has happened in your past which the enemy has used to afflict you, to attack you, to steal from your life, to take away from your life, I pray that the Holy Spirit of restoration will bring restoration in your life. May he bring back to life the good things of God in your life. Things of God in your life that has been taken away, have been destroyed, have been marginalized, have been spoiled by the past life. I pray for restoration in the name of Jesus. We thank God for using his servant, Reverend Dr. David Entry, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Caris Ministries. Stay blessed.